Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. Hey, there's Dr. Corey Gilbert with the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle and the Warrior Marriage Podcast. And today we're going to look at um, H. Norman Wright and his book, Marriage Counseling, some key things that might help you when it comes to seeking someone to talk to or actually um, yourself addressing some issues. Um, So today I actually want to look at how to begin the first session. So I'm talking to those that are helpers, but also if you're thinking of going to get help, some key things to think about. So different people have different approaches, and here's just four for you to kind of think about. Um, So the first approach is to present an informal outline. Here's what we're going to do. So that person is prepared, the helper. And second approach, explain the counseling process. Third, ask reason for counseling need, which is kind of putting the ball in their court, and they kind of share their story. And fourth, ask relevant questions. And what I want to do today and in this, I want to kind of talk through some key um, tools, if you will, that, again, if you're listening to this as a couple, may this bless you and lead you to change and growth. Um, if you're a helper, may this be some tools you, you add to your toolbox. Um, but if you're also in between where you're not getting the help you need, that you'll find the right person to actually help you. That's a critical one. So think about this. A key is to help couples rebuild their love for each other. And a place that we tend to not focus on is their courtship. Now, you might, but... I want you, if you're the, the couple listening, to, to go back there. What are some things that you remember about that time that you were dating and heading towards marriage? You should have great memories here. But I'm surprised how many couples don't. They do, but they've disconnected themselves to those because of the, the either the monoton- monotony of marriage or the stress of marriage or the struggles. Um, focus on the touching, early impressions, the main attraction, complementary traits, courtship fantasies. Relive enjoyable experiences. Maybe go to some of those same places. Decision to marry. The current marriage status. Expand on the couple's responses. And so you're hopefully taking them back there and they're they're re-experiencing and reliving. I remember uh, this last road trip this past summer, we were driving from Oregon to Texas. And it was so cool to drive through where um, my wife and I first lived and then to go by the Rose Garden, where I proposed. The kids weren't very impressed, but we just reminisced like crazy as we looked at our old, that first 1920s house that she owned when we got married and where we first lived and just incredible memories. And to go back there is actually really critical. And more often than you probably realize, just as it's important to share your story and talk to your kids and tell others about your your love story. And we are losing this kind of verbal um legacy, if you will. We need to be able to do that. So if you're thinking of getting help, um, again, or if you're a helper, this is an example of the first session. We might focus on the need for better communication, why counseling, your marriage expectations. We saw in other videos this that's a key struggle. And guide couples to talk to each other in the session. Now, every one of us works different, but this isn't about necessarily a lecture where I'm speaking or teaching or doing like I'm doing here to you. This is way more about how the couple communicates. So getting them to turn towards each other and deal with stuff together where you're more like a mediator 
is a key tool that I use, but one that a lot of counselors and helpers use and pastors. That word expectations is a big one. Dealing with and addressing expectations. Expectations that hamper the marriage. Things that um, things should stay the same. Honeymoon fever should last forever. Mind reading abilities and expecting problems because of differences. We need to be careful with our expectations. I remember having the expectation um, when I got a call from Kelly one day, you know, when, do you, when are you coming home? Um, I th- or I think I called her. And I was expecting when I arrived home, her to have her, the kids ready to go. We're going to jump in the car and go somewhere. Her expectation was I will begin getting the kids ready when he gets home so he will help me. And so then those worlds cl- clash, you know, collide, and there's potential conflict or it's funny because you realize we never verbalized our expectations. Other things are different where you actually do have expectations and there's a collision and it might be difficult. And that's what grows a marriage, those conflicts. Uh, things should stay the same. No, things are constantly changing. But if I have the expectation that they stay the same, I'm going to struggle. The honeymoon does not last forever. Um, and then cannot. I, every time I try to guess what my wife's thinking, I'm wrong pretty much. Um, some people are more intuitive maybe, or other people, like my wife, can guess a lot of what I'm thinking because I talk a lot, <laughs> and that's different. Um, and then it, sometimes we just expect problems because we have differences, but is it okay to just have differences? Um, so according to the research, 69% of conflict and problems in marriage is actually not solvable in the way that we think it is. We think it's supposed to be all tucked away in a nice little ribbon on it and bow, and no, it's... Sometimes it's ongoing or it's something that we have to just accept that that's kind of the way they do things. So if you think of the counseling field or the helping field, this can be pastoral, this can be pastor, coach, counselor, you know, all those kind of people. There's some key approaches. There's short-term behavioral, brief solution focused, a one-time visit, just a chance for some goal setting, hypothetical solutions and exceptions, your role as an encourager, directive, or outward behavior. I really struggle with just behavioral. I feel like that's seeped into the church, and now we're doing a lot of just behavior modification, and we're missing the heart too often. Our kids might behave well, but their hearts have been lost along the way. Um, we might be behaving well for a time because of something that kind of pushed us to do that, but our hearts have not been captivated. So be careful with just behavioral personally. I love the brief solution focused. I like to be like for counseling to be brief and to focus on solutions and not just the past. But as a trauma therapist myself, I've realized there's times we need to stop and look at the past and deal with some of the things that haunt us and the pain to be able to move forward. And that's actually important. Where I went to seminary, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, they did a study of the students. Um, and others in the community that used the counseling services that we as students worked at. And one of the questions they asked was, if you came for one visit only, why didn't you come back? And it was 90 plus percent of the students said, because I got what I needed. Or the, the students and the clients from the community, that I got what I needed. That's so revealing that oftentimes it's just one visit. I just need that reminder or that tweak. But here's another interesting piece of that study. They found that the majority, I can't remember the number, the majority of people actually solved their problem between the call to the counselor and their first session. 
They just went to the first session to kind of confirm. So a lot of times we have what it takes, but we kind of need that kick, um, that, that pressure, if you will, to change. So here are five steps toward a positive relationship. So I'm going to kind of wrap up with this today of five things that are just really powerful for you to think about. Again, these are from H. Norman Wright, an amazing author and counselor and speaker and just um, um, example for us in this field. Identify specifically what each spouse would like from his or her partner. I mean, it seems logical, but what are the specific things I need? And a lot of times I haven't figured those out. I'm just either whiny or stuck or um, you should just know that mind reading thing. Teach them to express this in a positive way rather than focusing on what they don't need, don't want. And too often we're able to focus on the, what we don't want and we can't identify what we do need. A powerful book that I've used for years and tools that I've used from this one is from Willard Harley. And not just because of his, his last name, but Willard Harley on his needs, her needs. Because it outlines 10 needs and there's this tool that he's got where you walk through those 10 needs and each spouse figures out what are my top you know, two or three, actually five, and then two or three. And then what are the ways that I would feel loved by my spouse if they do these things? They're not demands. These are requests. These are ideas like a brainstorming session that can change a marriage. But what I've actually also found, this is only really helpful for healthy marriages that want to get more healthy. That when a couple's really struggling, these become just more reasons why we don't fit and don't work and they tend to get stuck and they tend to want to quit. Um, but this is a process, a beautiful process and part of that dance. Encourage each one of uh, to become an explorer, to discover what the mate would like and then surprise that person. They need to learn to do the unexpected. We need to continue with dating and romance and being more in tune with them versus we just did that while we were dating courting and now we just kind of exist so kind of coming back to that like i mentioned earlier encourage them to thank and compliment the spouse each time they receive a positive response how often throughout the day are we complimentary to our spouse if we're not we that's a, an area to tune into and to, to think about being more intentional with urge them to pray each day thanking god for the positive characteristics and responses of their spouse and specifically share with God their intentions for their own behaviors that day. So thank God for them and then focus on what am I going to grow and change in versus God fix them, God make them change. This is really, really critical and a really important tool that can help us all, myself included, be a better husband, be a better spouse, um, which is really, really a powerful thing. So I hope these are encouraging to you. I hope they're helpful, these five steps towards a positive relationship and um, just kind of what the counseling process could look like and how you could actually have a healthy marriage with some investment and some time and some intentionality. It's so worth it. Our marriages are, are worth fighting for. We must fight for them, protect them and protect our families, and we can grow in so many other areas as well. So God bless you and your marriage. Hey, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I would actually love to dig deeper and actually see how I can serve you better. One of the ways we can do that is if you join my free Facebook group. So you go to facebook.com slash groups slash The Healthy Marriage. Um, join there, and it's free, and we actually can get into further dialogue, and you actually will be able to see all these videos and access all this stuff kind of in one place. Um, and I'd love to be able to talk with you further to better serve your family so you can build a healthy marriage that you're proud of. Bless you and your marriage.
Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.